I just want to I want to clear this up. I tweeted about this earlier this week. I really have a strong regret, and it's that we did not name this podcast Hammered Horror because oh, it would yeah. be a great reference to the Hammer Horror Studios. And yeah. I guess the difference is we're not hammered usually. I mean, we've had no. a few episodes, but they're mostly tipsy. We're not. Okay, but like, I, yeah. ever it since then, better, I just hate the name of our podcast. It is driving me it's insane. A, it's a better name. Hammered Horror is a better name. Tipsy Terror, I don't believe, was our original name. I think we had a different name. It was we couldn't decide what the name was. It was something to do with booze or something. No. Wasn't really? it? Really? We had an original name that somebody else had, so we, we didn't do it, and I don't remember what it was. Oh, I don't remember that. Booze and booze. Shit. I don't remember a goddamn thing. Anyway. A better refill Mr. Franklin's glass, will you? Now, when you get up there tonight, don't drink too much. Oh, don't worry, I won't. How about a whiskey and soda? Oh, less soda than usual, thanks. And this is why to drink. Improve your humor. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. No, I've had a couple. Come on, I'm not drunk. And an excellent vintage it is too. But if you're implying that I'm tipsy, sir. Welcome to Tipsy Terror, <laughs> a podcast where we don't have to drink anymore, but we watch horror movies. Yeah. And this week we watched Color Out of Space from 2019. Yeah. yeah. And we watched it with our very good friend, R.G. Barton, who is not guesting, question mark, this week, as I, like, peer into R.G. making some soup right now. Oh, we're recording at my apartment. <laughs> well, we're saving R.G. for a another another time. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's piping. Wait, real quick. Do you want to give one sentence about how you feel about this movie every time you come into the room? Sure. <laughs> I liked it. And that was R.G. Barton's first thought on the movie. So we watched Color Out of Space from 2019, starring Nicolas Cage yes. and Tommy Chong and others. And others, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the kid from Haunting of Hill House season one. Yeah. With the giant eyes and even bigger glasses. Oh, he's so cute. Yeah. What a sweet kid. Please cast him in not a horror I don't want him to get upset and traumatized. When we were watching it, I was thinking about that kid, and I was like, because some kids do like kind of specialize in horror, mm-hmm. and I was like, how are they doing? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know they know they're acting, but like that's yeah. got to put you in a state where yeah. you're still developing. Like that's weird. He's great though. He's great in Hill House, and he's great in this movie. Yeah, that kid really knows good. how to scream. Like, and I know like you can have issues with child actors or whatever, but I think he's pretty solid. Yeah. All right, so do we want to get into sure? Like, uh, so have you? You have both seen this before. We saw it in theaters when it came. It technically got released here in 2020, and so we saw it during its theatrical run. Yeah, Um, early 2020. Very early. It was one of the last movies we saw before everything locked down. Um, Yeah, it's based on a H.P. Lovecraft story um, called "The Color Out of Space." They took out the the in this title, I guess, because Justin Timberlake told them it was cleaner. Justin Timberlake? Oh, my God. That's a um, social network <laughs> <Yeah>. reference. 
Oh, <laughs> I was like, Justin Timberlake didn't produce this. Elijah Wood did. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, it is produced by Elijah Wood. So really? I mean, he cool. has a horror production. Not company. Elijah Wood, but it's Spectre Vision. That's awesome. Which is his company, but so I did find out um, doing research about this movie that the director got like accused of domestic abuse uh, this year earlier this year and spectrovision like tweeted that they cut all ties with him and they're donating the revenues from this movie to i guess like future revenues i don't know if they're donating all the revenues but future revenues from this movie to like domestic abuse like charities wow, that's and actually stuff. really interesting that's so good. yeah and apparently on imdb trivia it says that uh there was a plan for a trilogy that was based on different um hp lovecraft stories but i don't know if that's gonna happen now because they cut ties with the director mm-hmm. but Honestly, yeah. good for them for picking that over profit mm-hmm. yeah for sure yeah um but yeah i i did i I suggested this movie because I've been in kind of a H.P. Lovecraft phase. I've been reading kind a lot of, of quote quite kind of. You listen to a podcast that recaps, and you read the stories, and then you listen well, yeah. to the recaps. Yeah, he's well, like deep diving. That's cool. I mean, yeah. So initially, uh, well, like I heard, I got suggested a podcast called it's called the H.P. Lovecraft Literary Podcast, but their website is hppodcraft.com that's really cute yeah but basically they were like going through all his short stories it started in like 2009 this is an old podcast um but uh they were going like in publication order based or like in order of writing um and so uh, i listened to the first episode without reading the story mm-hmm. and i was like hmm i think i should read this i i want to read the stories just to read the stories anyway so now like what i do is i I, like read a short story before bed and then listen to the podcast on my commute in the morning the next day yeah good stuff but anyway so that's why i recommended this movie so i did read the story um and the story is pretty different really Um, i mean not pretty different this is modernized compared to this is modernized um also like the surveyor who comes about the dam he's coming to survey the land about the dam um he comes like later on like 50 years after the events have happened oh um and then like he hears that this land is evil from like people in arkham and he thinks they're just like superstitious oh my god but then he talks to a guy who like was the neighbor so basically probably kind of the closest analog in the movie would be tommy chong's character but it was like a neighbor, not a guy, like a hermit living on their land. Wow. Um, but yeah, so that guy was like part of the original events and tells him the whole story. And then like it leaves, it ends with like him leaving and being like, I think he also like explores the land as well. And is like, he believes it. And he's like, yeah, I'm never going <laughs> to drink that water from Arkham. Oh my God. But yeah, but like the, this happens a lot quicker. Like this movie takes place over the course of like a week maybe at most Mm -hmm. um but in in the short story it takes place over the course of like a year and a half maybe it's just a gradual change like it's it's like that's you know how um there's the thing about like if you are boiling a frog slowly turning up the heat and it won't notice 
it's it's kind of like that where like slowly things start to get weirder and weirder and like the family just gets used to it and doesn't notice how weird they're acting until like it's just like all falls apart at the end that's awesome that's so, so yeah, cool i would definitely recommend this story it, it's really um it's pretty well written and it is very creepy the way it builds and yeah even uh, i think it's hp lovecraft's favorite of his stories as well and apparently he was like a harsh critic of himself huh so yeah awesome i'll definitely have to, like i've been looking for new kind of stuff to read i'll definitely want to check this out yeah this is my first time seeing the movie um it rules yeah i definitely would like i love shit like this um right. i'd love to check out the story to see how it compares yeah um so do we want to go to the letterbox segment yes oh my god i'm so yes. excited i found some pretty good ones this is the segment where molly reads us letterbox reviews and we try to guess um how many uh stars they gave them yes um slam dunk in all caps four and a half four and a half three and a half and that's one of the best lines of the movie in my opinion (laughs) um an accurate rendition of what drinking london's tap water does to your soul three three and a half four stars and one of the comments was boris johnson found dead (laughs) um alpaca boobs (laughs) Um, Two and and a half. Three and a half. Broke the thing, 1982. Woke, hereditary, 2018. Bespoke, the color... This is the color purple, 1985. This is the color purple. I don't know what this review is. 1985? What? I don't know. Two and a half. I don't understand this review. Me neither. Um... Yeah, two and a half, I guess. I don't know. Four? Maybe they're trying to make a joke about how it's like an amalgamation of those things. The I color don't know. purple. Yeah, I don't I, know. I, when I screenshot this one, I did read it wrong. I thought they were talking about the movie. Yeah. But I guess, I don't know. Okay. The thing I love with Nicolas Cage is that every one of his roles gets me thinking, yep, that's the weirdest one. And then he <laughs> plays a dude he'll mil- who milks alpacas. Hell yeah. Four and a half. Three and a half. Three. Mm. Nick Cage is a national treasure. Uh, uh, Three and a half. Three and a half. Nice. Three and a half. Nice. Never before has a film actually made me wish that filmmakers never discovered how to shoot in color. (laughs) What? Okay, one and a half. Uh, One. Yeah, one. They didn't like it. Losers. Wonder what color they'll pick. This is actually stupid. This one didn't have a um, number. Oh. Sorry. I'm not on my A game today. I'm a little bit not doing my best on the pod. It's pretty gnarly and bonkers, so a big win for me. Four and a half. Four. Four and a half. Good job, Harish. Not enough chainsaws? Uh, oh, is that a Mandy a reference? Uh, two. Is that a Mandy reference? I think it is. Was there any chainsaw in this movie? No. no. I saw this review and I was like, oh my God, I hope there are chainsaws because once again, I'm going to recommend Chainsaw Man. And then there wasn't one. I was waiting the whole time for no, one. No, yeah, there's no chainsaws. I think it's a Mandy reference. God damn it. Take your familiar... Fami- I cannot speak. I'm not going to read this one. <laughs> <laughs> I've never felt so violated by the color magenta. Uh, three. Three and a half. 
It is four stars. Oh. Ooh. Annihilation, but directed by Michael Bay. Huh. <laughs> um, three. Two and a half. Three and a half. Gay frogs don't seem so bad now, do they? <laughs> uh, Four. Four. Three and a half. That's an Alex Jones reference. All right. Immediately looking into buying a New England Victorian. <laughs> three and a half. Um, yeah. Yeah, three. three. Three and a half. Good job. Um, damn, they went through something. <laughs> Three. Three. Three and a half. Nobody knows more about this than Nick Cage. Four. <laughs> Three and a half. One star. Uh-huh. 48-hour film project version of Annihilation. <laughs> one and a half. Two. That's not the full review, but I just I didn't oh. care about the next part. It's one star. Oh. They lost me at reabsorption. Honestly, same, but like not in the same way. Uh, one and a half. Two and a half. It's one. Two and like it. One. Wow. Stranger Things, if the whole thing was a bad trip and it was shit. <laughs> one. Half a star. Oh. And this was my favorite review, the one I've been looking forward to reading the entire time. There's a black cat named G-Spot, but considering it's HP Love an HP Lovecraft adaptation, it could have been worse. Yeah. Uh two and a half. Um two and a half. Four stars. I oh. thought that one was funny. Yeah. Yeah, HP Lovecraft, not a good guy. Yep. Huge racist. Um and like <laughs> reading the stories, there are some like every once in a while there's some racism. Oh really? Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Um, but also he's just he just mostly hates poor people. Also, because there's one story called, um, what's it called? Uh, it's through the veil beyond the wall of sleep or something like that. But where he like the main character works at a, a mental asylum, um, and uh like meets this guy who's like from appalachia and then like half of the like the story is just him talking shit about appalachian people and how stupid they are and awful they are yeah sounds like a great guy (laughs) very weird um but yeah so yeah color out of space is the movie um so basically the plot of this is a meteorite lands and infects the land around this family. We we need to get the setup of what this whole family is like. Yeah, it's like a um, New England beautiful farmhouse with a functional farm. Oh yeah, and there's the witchy daughter. Yeah, the and she does Alexandrian witchcraft, not mm-hmm. Wiccan. That whole scene is uh what whatever pretty cringe. Um, there's the mama's boy youngest child who's a total sweetie jack jack yeah there's the stoner older brother who's like kind of a slacker yeah (laughs) and the family like does not approve of his like lifestyle or (laughs) the fact that he's never around right um there's the mother who has cancer yeah yeah his name i can't Teresa. she's in recovery or something yeah something like that and then there's nicholas cage as the father father head farmer yeah um, alpaca enthusiast bourbon drinker drink um drinker yeah what else i mean what else can you say about the man he, 
It's Nick Cage playing a family man. He has major daddy issues. Major. Yeah. And his because... dad was maybe Donald Trump. <laughs> what? <laughs> One of the reviews I saw was like, was Nick Cage trying to do a Donald Trump impression? Yeah. That's what like... I thought the first time I, th- I watched it. Like, think, it's only when he's dipping into, like, being dad-like, and I'm like, what? Who was it his dad? Of, it sounds like a mix between, like, um, a Philadelphia accent and a Donald Trump impression. It just, it reminded me of Alec Baldwin doing a Donald yeah, Trump. Yeah. It's bizarre. It's very weird. But, yeah, so that's when he's imitating his dad, and then later on, like, he starts turning into his dad. Um, and starts talking like his dad. It's like those insurance commercials. Like, we can't help you from becoming your parents. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Sorry that um, the advertising industry has rotted my brain. <laughs> um, I am susceptible, and I'm part of the problem. Right. The mom um, the mom uh, is like some sort of investment person. I don't know. She's making calls over the internet. She uses all the slang time. that I would never and understand. Is always pissed because the Wi-Fi never works. And the dad, we don't really know what he does. He is an alpaca farmer, I guess. But oh also, my God. that is a recent thing. Yeah, the alpacas are like new in the mix. I think they spend yeah. a lot of money. He like makes it very clear that the alpacas were expensive. Yeah, like <laughs> he talks about the how family does not trust the investment. It's the it's like the animal of the future or something. Yeah, <sighs> very weird. And he like says like alpacas very aggressively a couple times. Yeah. It's like the alpacas. <laughs> yeah, in a way that only Nick Cage can channel. Yeah. Oh, go- important to note, this is our second Nicolas Cage movie on the podcast. The first being Wicker Man. Oh, yes. Oh, wow. Wow, I'm surprised we haven't done more. We can. Yeah. <laughs> this um, is entirely in our control. Um. Yeah, and so they seem like kind of a normal family at the beginning. Not too weird. To be honest, they kind of give off Psycho Gorman family vibes a uh, little bit. A little bit, yeah. Oh, my but, God. Like, they're, they, like, they're fine. They like have dinner and it ends with um, Nick Cage yelling at the at the youngest son that he has to do the dishes. Yeah, <laughs> but not like yelling in a, like a jokey way, and they're all teasing the kid, telling him it's turn. Yeah, like they're there's you could tell there's tension, but they're all silly to each other. Yeah, and also the mom and dad haven't had sex in like six months or something. Yeah, she had a surgery. Yeah. I think which explains that. Yeah, and she's like, "How can you still be attracted to me?" So, but so it's gonna be their big night. <laughs> yeah, they're finally for the first time having do sex. It. Um, meanwhile, there. Oh, we also forgot to introduce the, the hydrologist. Guy. Yeah. So the movie opens with this girl doing her magic in the woods on her horse, and a, a guy walks up and introduces himself as Ward Phillips, and he's a hydrologist from the hydroelectric company, and he's coming to like survey the land because mm-hmm. they're planning to build a dam um, over this whole area. And they were supposed to hear about this, but apparently this family had no idea. Yeah. It just does not care. Also, yeah, yeah, like all right, um, but which I think this is cool. It sets up like the cool ecological, yeah, like, importance for the movie. Yeah, yeah, on. and that's also like that's also in the in the short story. It's a surveyor is the narrator, mm-hmm. and he's coming fifty years later. Um, but he, uh, he introduces himself as Ward Phillips, which is a joke because 
Howard Phillips is HP in the HP Lovecraft. Oh my god, I did not know that. Yeah, and he says he's from Providence, which is where HP Lovecraft is from. <laughs> um, so. wow. And you had another point. Is there? Yeah. Like, I wonder. Were there more references? They do. Uh, one time on the news, they they're talking about the weather report for the following cities, and it's like Arkham, Dunwich, Kingsport. Um, I forget what the other ones are, but all of those are cities. Innsmouth, um, all of those are cities that are in like the um, Massachusetts area, uh, in like H.P. Lovecraft stories. Nice. And I think they do like reference each other in the stories as well. Maybe I don't, I'm not sure about that though. Um, That's cool. but yeah, and then later on, uh, Ward is wearing a sweater from Miskatonic University which is a fake university that exists in H.P. Uh, Lovecraft writings, um, which is where uh, Herbert West reanimators from. Oh, Herbert West. Whoa. So this is our second H.P. Lovecraft story. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So anyways, their big night, finally having sex. Um, the little kid goes. We all established that we would. With yeah, we, we would. We yeah. would have sex with Nicholas Everyone Cage. agreed. If if only for the story, because then you get to tell people you had sex with Nicolas Cage. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, so the parents are getting frisky upstairs. The girl is just moping around, being um, she's melancholy. Like kind of, she's kind of sleeping at this point, I think. Yeah, she's lying in bed with her witch stuff just still and a on bunch her of bed. Plates. Oh my god, yeah. that upset me. And like obviously you know i understand a depression room and like getting all this shit in your bed for no reason but the plates yeah yeah all of the plates yeah i don't know just on the bed get a bedside table and stack it up there even the floor i would put stuff on the floor before on the bed 100 percent asking to shatter that porcelain and like that's how like crumbs in the sheets like okay yeah like you can't get like wet food in the sheets no that's bad i don't know <laughs> um uh yeah and then the the other brother is um the older brother is he's like listening to music zooming in on like black holes he's stuff. watching some science stuff I'm like some weirdo shit it's just like basically like google earth but for the solar system yeah. and he's going around zooming in on different stuff <laughs> with the dog. weirdo shit <laughs> yeah and then he like goes into a trance and like starts drooling um but this yeah. is later on but you hate to see it also the young kid is like staring at his pterodactyl toy very he's not he's afraid of it great yeah he's a dinosaur kid he has like yeah. a little t-rex plus animal later and oh. his pajamas were dinosaur pajamas too. so cute yeah well dinosaur but right as so like at Eventually, this little kid, like, gets out of bed and decides to go into the hallway because he's scared, mm-hmm. and I guess he's going to get his parents, but a meteorite lands, um, and then there's this, like, bright magenta light So bright, and it, like, through. glitches the screen up and, like, waves and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. It's definitely, like, you can tell, like, oh, something otherworldly is happening. And the kid, like, sees his dog and freaks out and starts... Screaming, Screaming, yeah. Yeah. And everyone else is like kind of like distracted, but also kind of in a trance. They don't really know. Nobody's responding or noticing. The light, yeah. No one says anything about the light. 
And then finally, like, the kid screaming kind of, like, snaps them all out of it. Yeah, and the light fades. And then they um, they get the kid, and and then they go outside, and they find this the pink meteor. glowing meteor meteorite um, in their front yard. And Nick Cage immediately starts talking about how it stinks. Yeah, it stinks. Um, and, uh, <laughs> like... Jack uh, is just in a trance. He's catatonic, sitting yeah. on the couch, mm-hmm. and the mom is freaking out about this. And, and Nick Cage goes and just gets makes some, a drink, get get some bourbon. Yeah, it's so funny because like he doesn't say anything. He walks off screen, and you hear the clinging of glass and pouring of liquid and stuff. And then he gets back in the screen, and he, you notice he dips his finger in it and he puts it on his like under his nose to distract from the smell. And it's at that moment that a couple of us were like, oh, that wasn't water for his kid. Like, he was making a drink for himself. Yeah. Like, we kind of realized and had a laugh. <laughs> yeah. And the mom is pissed yeah. about it, of course. Anyway, the, the next um, morning, the mayor comes down um, to see the meteorite. And also Ward is there for some reason. And I think later on, like, news people come. Yeah. Yeah. News people definitely come. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the, the dad is still talking about the smell. He till he still smells it. Um, and like, uh, someone on the news or like, he says something about, um, he says like there was this huge, um, light, like pink light or no, it was some color that I have never yeah, seen before. He, like, yeah. Describe it. Yeah. And in the short story it's it's very this is a common theme with lovecraft there's a lot of like indescribable unknowable unnameable stuff mm-hmm. so a lot of stuff is like the color was indescribable and like stuff that happens like they don't talk about it they're like um the the mom died of some unnamed unnameful na- nameful way or something like that in the oh. unnameable way and like, i wish that was the case in this movie <laughs> my god yeah we'll get to that I mean, it kind whole... of is she died in an unnameable way but right yeah. there's a lot of like implications of like horrible stuff happening without ever spelling it out which is that's pretty cool good. nice um yeah um but yeah but in this i guess they decided the color was magenta <laughs> They made it bright, like yeah. really, really obnoxious and bright. Very spacey. Yeah, I mean it's it's a decent pick for the color of your. What movie. would you have picked? I mean, I don't, I don't know, because like, yeah, you would have to pick something like this. You can't invent a color. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would have picked green. Green. I like purple. I I like it. It's like because it's like spooky and obnoxious at the same time and mm-hmm. i think that's good for like an indescribable color from space i think the color is perfect i just really like the color green <laughs> so before this we also are introduced to ezra who is oh yeah the hermit T- tommy chong's character mm-hmm. he's the hermit that lives on their land and he has a, a black cat named G-Spot. And the, the son is like, oh, isn't that the coolest name? A pussy named G-Spot? Oh, isn't that the coolest? That's, that's like, why did they have to write that in? I don't that's know. like such a, like a dated kind of joke. That's a joke that you would see in like a comedy in like the 70s. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. an old joke. It didn't land for me. No, right. absolutely did not. And... I mean, it's very it's some it's a joke that would be paired with Tommy Chong, so it makes sense. But 
Right. She's weird. And so Tommy Chong's just like a stoner yeah, he guy has, he in the like woods. Was, was an electrician, and so he has a bunch of like, like cameras and shit set up. We're forgetting to mention this is a documentary, and every character is not acting. It's just like they're like right. that. This is just yeah. what Tommy Chong does. This is just his life. Um, he lives in the woods on someone else's property with a bunch of cameras outside his ma- uh, house and a bunch of like speakers. I and buy stuff. it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they're they're all affected in different ways. Like the kid, Jack starts staring at the well and whistling. He starts like seeing, well. hearing things in the well. Yeah. Um. The first like bad thing that happens is the mom is. It's like that night, I guess, and they're watching the news, and they're watching the dad on the news, and he's like a complete he's mess, very a fool drunk. Of they they talk about he spotted the UFO, even though he never said UFO, and they ask him if he's been drinking, and he's like, "Well, I enjoy a bit of bourbon." And yeah, like, yeah, he just doesn't know how to interview well. Right, um, but the mom is in the kitchen cutting carrots. And then, uh, <gasps> fuck. Yeah. They fucking the kid goes in to grab the mom and she's already spaced out. And, um, she's she, just in a trance. She's just cutting. Yeah. The and she's cutting like fine. And then all of a sudden she pokes out her fingers and chops just, two of them off. Yeah. And it's, you watch it happen. And, and then it's she alarming. turns around and says something. She like holds up her she hand. She says like dinner's something. ready. Yeah. Which, no, it's not, girl. You're cutting the carrots. <laughs> yeah, you're not even, haven't even cooked those carrots. Oh, my God. But, it's um, horrific. So, yeah, so obviously he has to rush her to the hospital. Right. And so the kids are left alone in the house for, like, two nights, maybe, I think. Mm-hmm. The parents come back the next night. Yeah. Something like that. But, like, the time, the, the time at the house is also kind of it long. Is, yeah. Um... But yeah, so while they're alone, Jack starts staring at the well um, and whistling at the well. Yeah. Um, and Lavinia goes and asks him what he's doing, and he says that the man in the well is talking to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And by this point, also pink flowers have started to pop up. Oh my god, I love and like I always talk about like oh, I hate CGI or yeah. like CGI doesn't work for this. I think it works great for this movie. It was pretty good. Well, because it there needs some... to look a little bit, you know, not of this world. Right. Yeah. So it makes sense. Yeah. It doesn't bother me, and it didn't take me out of it when there was like obvious, obvious CGI. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. Like in Annihilation, everything is CG, and like that's another movie where it's like it's perfect. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. I do think the CGI is done very like it, I think it was very expensive. And Annihilation, it looks great. Mm-hmm. But um, I like it in this movie, too. Yeah. Um, there's, like, pink flowers growing all of a sudden out of the well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's this really cool scene where he's whistling and she's like, okay. Um, and then she starts to walk back. And then she hears a whistling coming from the well, like, in response to him. And then she freaks out and just runs in. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so she has to go clean up um the knife yeah she cleans up all the blood the, yeah and it's really gross and then like the the sink starts overflowing in blood yeah it's very creepy um and then ward shows up and tells them he like tested the water and he says it's contaminated yeah, or something he but they doesn't to- want people drinking it yeah, they have to send it to scientists in Arkham to get it tested. Yeah. Which, like, I love 
movies like where there's kind of an outbreak situation and, yeah like, there's something in the water and it like fucks you up right i don't know i love that shit yeah because eating that up because like yeah later on like he comes back and starts showering in the water and then for the rest of the movie he has this like rash all over yeah. him uh it's very gross i was trying to think of what other movie we've done where like something was in the water and you couldn't drink it it's, yep it just hit me and i got so disappointed <laughs> the greatest movie of all time oh disgusting <laughs> oh excuse me that was We're a canada plagued. dry bold burp we plagued with the burps it's because this ginger ale packs a punch like no other <laughs> And uh, Canada Dry Bold, if you're listening, once again, I am asking to be the spokesperson of your company. I rec, I like no cap. I recommend this to every single person I meet. <laughs> yeah, I've been like subtly leaving cans in the free- fridge at work, so people will be like, "Wow, Canada Dry What's Bold, Canada Dry Bold." <laughs> wow, I'm giving you free brand representation. Canada Dry Bold is just the well water from this movie. <laughs> yeah, you shut your mouth. That's so much better. Packs a punch. It is like that, though. Maybe it's radiation. No. So, uh... So, yeah, the the dad tries to call from the hospital, but, like, it's a garbled voice Garbled on, on the is the freaking word the yeah. subtitles used. It was <laughs> killing me. You know when you, like, hear a word or you read a word and you're like, oh, my God. Like, garbled. you're very aware of it. Yeah. 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 Every time there was some static on the phone and the voices were messed up, it was they a garbled, were garbled voice. voices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the older brother's thing is he keeps forgetting about the alpacas and leaving them. Oh my god! Letting them like forgetting to lock them up in the barn is his thing. And like, um, Lavinia is like. Like, I can't be doing everything around here myself. Like, you pull your weight and stuff, and she gets on him, and it kills me because she has not done shit Mm -hmm. in this, like, movie at all. And she's always telling him to pull his weight, and it's like, girl, what are you doing? Yeah, she's just moping around being a witch. Yeah, she, like, hates it there. (laughs) (laughs) It's a full-time job. To be fair, she did have to wash off the blood knife. I guess, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I'll give her one, but you're right. Also, at some point during this scene, we get, like, a shot inside of the well, and there's, like, a little egg thing that hatches, (gasps) and a little pink praying mantis-type thing flies out of it. And so that's your first thing of, like, okay, we saw the pink flowers and everything, but it's like, oh, shit, like, more is happening, okay? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's, like, I love that scene. It's so pretty. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, it kind of all gets really stressful, doesn't it? All kind of right. build up. So, it's night. The parents are on the way back, and the, as they're driving, something runs across the road. Oh, yeah. Um, b- a little bit before this, um, Ward visits Ezra again to tell him not to drink water. And yeah. he asks where the cat is, and Ezra's like, oh, she's just out and about. And he's like, well, I'll let you know if I see her. And Ezra's like, if you see her, I don't think you'll recognize her. <laughs> Yeah. So then flash forward to this. Oh, fuck. And it's like the cat, but like with no skin. It's skin. It's is enormous, like too. Yeah. And it's it's like... Its uh, eyes are like white and milky. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I guess, like, kind of like fish scales, like kind of reflectiveness. Definitely thing, shiny you know? looking. It's like how... Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the skin is just kind of translucent and like, of course pink magenta ish color mm-hmm. um but yeah it, it looks very artificial um it's very cool um 
but they also try to call the kids but of course it's a garbled voice again um the older kids are freaking out because they don't know where or no the the son the dog is missing and the son uh goes oh yeah sam's missing so benny goes to the where the alpacas are no, this is already That's after later. The but like the the at this point the the dog is already missing and like um they couldn't find it and they realize they don't know where Jack is and Jack is just standing outside yeah. staring at the well just doing nothing Being while there's this like big like lots of wind there's a storm going on. Lightning, pink lightning. Yeah, there's a lot of pink lightning. Yeah. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Um one thing in the short story is that they keep talking about how the the like the le- the top um branches of the trees are swaying as if there's wind but there's no wind. That's kind of an effect that happens yeah. in the story. But um yeah, That's like cool. that doesn't really happen in this m- movie, but there At is a lot of nothing that we've noticed. Yeah. Um Something I love, like, when nature gets horror, because it's, like, really pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, all the nature stuff is happening, and the shots of the trees and the farm are really beautiful. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of Midsummer. Yeah. How they do, like, nature in that movie. And, um, right. and so, it, like, one of the books I'm going to recommend, like, later on, um, they describe the kind of natural elements as being, like, just a bit off, but, yeah. like, in a way you can't always, like, be tangible. Like, the wind, like, rustling through. Right. Um, I love... Um, horror in nature i realized i was listening to an episode of our podcast i say um like in that um I mean, um so yeah. many Thanks times everyone. That's we fine. all do it was driving me crazy <laughs> i'm trying to break that habit yeah um <laughs> there he goes oh my gosh it was like every other word i say like too much too i thought i was one of those people that didn't say like a whole lot i say it all the time I do too, so much yeah. Yeah. listening to this pod has ruined me yeah i'm yeah. finally doing my due jil- due diligence yep yeah okay i don't know why i can't talk anyway the parents get home and they're like, why did you leave your brother outside? What's going on? Yeah. But this girl was like throwing up in the toilet yeah. and the brother was having a crisis about the alpacas. Yeah. And they were trying to figure out what was going on with the phones as well. Yeah. Um, These poor kids were like, honest to God, going through it. And, like, the parents don't even gig. know. Yeah. And then the, the parents just get mad at them. Yeah, Nicholas like, Cage. Are you not giving Jack attention? Nicholas Cage starts doing his Trump impression and oh he God. like yells at them and then he looks at over and all the alpacas are out and then he gets mad about the alpacas and he goes to lock them up and he also looks for the the dog but the dog is missing and he does this monologue in the barn about can I get like one ounce of help or something like yeah. that it's very Trumpy it's weird yeah it's a choice yeah um oh this is when the dad takes a shower and there's like in the he starts to notice that the water is like staying and then he looks down at the drain and there's like this like little puck of goop yeah it's blocking the drain slimy gross and he picks it up and like holds it up and like freaks out it's 
Ugh, why would you touch that with Stupid. your hands? Honestly, Stupid. I'm not going to lie. If I was in the shower and I saw that, I would be like, ew, what's that? And I would definitely kick it around a I little would, bit. And I probably, would kick it, but I would, I would not touch it, it with my hands. I would not touch it with my hands. I would poke it. <laughs> if I was aware that there was weird stuff going on. Well, that's mm-hmm. the thing, though. He's not aware Okay, okay. I'm simply built smart because I'm watching a movie about the <laughs> okay, weird stuff okay, happening. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he picks up the slimy. It looks like like a silicone boob. Right. It's very strange. Yeah. Are um, we sure that it's not? It could. It very well could be. And then he comes out, uh, and the mom is like consoling Jack, um, and. He says he says this really weird. Oh, he he talks about the smell. He can still smell it, and he says it reminded him of the cancer smell when his dad <gasps> was dying. Right, and then he says to the yeah. wife who had cancer, "You would know. You know it. Yeah, the cancer smell. You know it." To his wife who had cancer, it's just like, oh, like this such an awful thing to say, but also like mm-hmm. he says it so casually that it doesn't even register for a second until you realize how awful it is. It's really awful. Yeah. Ugh. And he's still doing the Trump voice, so yeah, he's he's becoming his dad. Yeah. So that's that's so let's list out the effects. So for the dad, his daddy issues come out. Oh my god. The kid just gets more stoned, the older brother. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> essentially he's just really forgetful, much, yeah. Yeah. The sister is just more moody and then starts to She she kinda goes off the rails. Get yeah. more into her witchcraft kind of thing yeah. at the end the younger brother just keeps getting in trances and making friends with invisible creatures in the well mm-hmm. and the mom starts gets in trances and also well uh, she gets fucked up her um yeah that well oh, that happens God. later her internet also is not working because it's always garbled she places. Gets, she gets more uh, irritated too we missed it on the phone did we talk about when nick cage calls the house yeah, and it's garbled, oh, voices. garbled voices. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> um, this is my last episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting fired. I'm, I'm not even quitting. They're gonna fire me for this one. <laughs> to be fair, I I missed a lot of the setup because I was making a prop. Oh, um, yeah. For the entire like first twenty thirty minutes of the movie, so I had to like kind of tap back in, and not most of it made sense. <laughs> um. Oh. Uh. So the next morning, they're just pretending they're back to normal. Mm-hmm. The dad is going out and picking his harvest. He's picking his tomatoes <gasps> and peaches. Oh my peaches. god, he's so excited. Oh my god. And they're all pink. There's like all the plants are pink. He doesn't seem to he's notice. Getting, like the biggest, juiciest heirloom looking tomatoes. Yeah. Like they're huge. Yeah. And Those are some Stardew Valley iridium quality tomatoes, they are I have huge. to say. And, and then he's like freaking out because there's good peaches all of a sudden. Right. Mm-hmm. And the and the the pink bugs are also flying around yep. in that scene. It's very pretty, like yeah. their farm. Um and there's another scene later on. I think it's either now or later on when he has like that freak out in the car. I think it's later on. But yeah, they're they're just areas very pretty with the pink light. Um so he goes in and then the mom gets mad about the Wi-Fi and comes and yells at him and is like, fix the dish. Um, and then he starts biting all these tomatoes 
and then has a tantrum because he's tried everything, but they still taste like shit. Yeah. And starts throwing the tomatoes in the trash. Which is, is what that a, what he says? Slam dunk. <laughs> I don't. I think so. I don't remember. This is also like. What a interesting tactic that when your wife is mad at you, you just get mad about something else. <laughs> just derail it. And she's like, oh, okay, just fix the dish. <laughs> fix the fucking dish. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're having issues. And, oh, okay, so he also has this weird rash on his skin. Oh, it's so nasty. It's like scales. He... Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> goes and watches TV, and he's just like scratching his his arm the whole time. It's very gross. Um, meanwhile, the daughter is like doing witch stuff and starts carving runes into her skin. Oh my yeah. god! Oh, it's so upsetting. Oh, very upsetting. Yeah, and basically, like this is she's trying to protect them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's really hard to watch too. Yeah, you like you watch her do it with like a box cutter and it's it's kind of nasty. Yeah. Um but at the same time Jack um, and Benny are going to the barn. Yeah. No. Oh, the worst part of the movie is coming up. <laughs> they go to the barn and um the alpacas are making this weird noise. They're just making a lot of moaning noises and it's very weird. It sounds awful. Oh, yeah. They go, and the alpacas are some sort of weird fused thing monster now. Um, Like, we we only get, like, like shots of them. We only see, like, like, their shadowed out, like, heads right now. Yeah, and also, like, shots of their eyes and stuff. Yeah. Um, But it's, like, it's the same kind of thing that was happening to the cat, where it's, like, just no translucent skin um just looks like a monster the thing from the thing um so they get scared and run out uh and there's this like purple beam building that's like chasing after them as they're running out of the barn yeah like the color starts to get really bright and um it chases them out of the barn and the mom comes out to like because i i guess she hears them um, and Jack runs to the mom, and then they go both get electrocuted by the pink light. <laughs> and what happens is they just get, like, fused together, and, like, <laughs> the rest of the family comes out, or, like, the dad and Benny are there, and they take the mom and Jack, who are fused together, and put them on the couch, and they're God. just... It's so awful. Like they're they're Ugh. like moaning and breathing. They're clearly like in agony. Yeah, it's it's so it's ugh. so so upsetting. Their skin looks like gray and wrong, and like we were talking about this in the fly episode. Like imagine the horror of like being fused yeah. to another yeah. person. Ugh. And also just like. Like the the visuals of it are gross, but it's the sound of them oh, like yeah. clearly suffering yeah. that really just makes it just awful. And like put together in such a way where like Ugh You have to imagine they're both in so much pain. Yeah, it's yeah. it's not good. And it, it hurts. And like 
you're hearing the kid like crying basically mm-hmm. right. and it's just so upsetting and they can't like speak really Not really right. yeah right um so uh so nicholas cage goes out to the car because he's like okay we got to take him to the hospital and he tries to start the car and it's not working and he has this very long tantrum in the car where the whole thing is shot on in the movie it's it, it goes on for a while yeah, where he's just screaming fuck, fuck very very nicholas cage type tantrum yeah. like exactly like they really just went with like whatever he did they were like yep that's it they yeah they definitely used him for his talents in this movie really showed it off it's yeah it's great he like and i hate when people are like he goes full nick cage and like but he does yeah like he has a very distinct style a lot of the times when he's like performing in certain movies and um he kind of put it on a bit for this one too. Oh yeah, I for sure. I read that apparently the director's a fan of a Vampire's Kiss, oh. and he told him to act like he does in that movie. So uh, I haven't I seen that. Yet. See that movie because apparently that's the notes. That's the one where like there's a famous scene from that where he just says the alphabet. Like he's he's getting mad about he's doing a rant about alphabetizing things, and he's like, oh, it's so easy, just A B C, and then he just recites the whole alphabet nice. as his therapist or something. It's it's great. That's awesome. That's the only scene I've seen from that movie. <laughs> but yeah, so he like he throws a tantrum in the car, and so while he's gone, it flashes back inside, and the kids are talking, and they're talking about how like everyone's getting fucked up physically and how they're not escaping, and then they point out like time's weird too like time is not right right now like how long has dad been out there in the car it feels like it's been forever also it seems like the mom's absorbing yeah they point out yeah she said that he's absorbing him which is icky um so then the dad comes in and he's like car's not happening it won't start the battery's been drained that's how he says it too the car is not happening yeah Yeah. i thought that was such a good line it was so funny to me like what do you mean the car is not happening (laughs) it's good it's a good part um so they take the fused mom and jack and bring him upstairs to the attic up to the attic where we get the witch vibes Because the attic looks exactly oh, the, like the attic like from the, the witch, witch from the Vivitch. The Vivitch, yeah. yeah uh, the I swear they just reused the set. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. The slope ceilings and everything. Literally, like, very much yeah. so. So and they then, lay them down there and it's yeah. pretty sad. And there's just this drawn out scene of just them sitting and, like, not saying anything and just thinking while the mom and Jack are, like, moaning and crying oh, and in pain much. in the background it's just awful it's but then the alpacas start crying out yeah. too God. so the so dad goes to take care of the like, alpacas y'all stay here i'll go yeah and he shoots them all and, yeah so he brings a shotgun and then we get the reveal of like what mm-hmm. the alpacas actually look like and they're gnarly yeah and so he shoots them all and puts them out of their misery and he gets covered in their blood we talked about the scene in the thing where all the dog like the thing dog in the pen looks like wrong and it's like bloody the alpacas basically have the same effect as the cat where they're kind of just skin yeah and like deformed and all merged together and they also seem to sound like they're not they're in pain Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. they're not having a good time so yeah he shoots them all and he gets covered in their blood and then he goes back to the house and um 
he shows up in the room and he's like, kids, get out. I'm going to handle this. And they're like, oh, you're going to handle this just like you handled the alpacas. Um, and so uh, he instructs them to, them to get out. And so they do. But then he he can't go through with yeah, it. He, he goes to shoot her, but he, he doesn't. And then starts kissing her. And there's this weird goop that oh, comes from her so lips. so gross. Pink goop. Ugh. It's very, ugh. It's so gross. But he talk, talks about like, oh, we're going to go on this vacation and describes all the their vacation. And then he goes downstairs and watches the TV and he's like still like in a trance. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is when we cut back to Ward, who's at like City Hall, uh-huh. I guess. Um, and the mayor is screaming about how I don't care if there's a contamination in the water. The contracts have already been signed. We're going through with it. Typical sleazy. politics. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Referring to like the dam or whatever. Yeah. Sleazy, sleazy. Yeah. And Ward is like mad about it. What kind outside. of the blob shit is that? Where like powers that play are like sacrificing public safety for their own advantage. Yeah, exactly. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. So he goes out. He goes to leave, and then some guys from the town are like, "We saw this." Well, as we were driving up, and they like open. They show him the back of their truck, and there's a bunch of just random animals fused In- together, including the cat, including the cat, and um, sorry, the cat G spot, G spot, the cat, and Ward recognizes it. it's the cat from the little tag. Oh, and right. we missed the part where. Ward had gone to um, Tommy Chong's house. Oh, we, yeah. we kind of lightly we, we touched mentioned on it, but, it, but he, he didn't talk about what he was doing. Right. Yeah. He was like listening to something on his headphones and, he and Ward was like, them in the ground. what is it? And uh, he said, he says, yeah, something about the people under <laughs> the ground are talking and he is also acting very strange. Yeah. He's gone. And Ward like told him not to drink the water and then asked about the cat, which at the time was missing. Yeah. Yeah. So Ward immediately knows like, oh, well, then we need to head over to that farm like right now. Uh, so they, him and the sheriff start heading out over there. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> so Meanwhile, somehow Lavinia gets locked up. Right. So while that's happening, um, Lavinia and... Benny are trying to escape. They're trying to take the horse. Oh, yeah. They bring the horse Comet out. Um, and Benny goes to the barn to get the saddle. And the horse starts freaking out. Like You see a little spark in its eye, a little we, purple. A little spark of purple in its eye. And it starts freaking out. And like right as Ward comes out, it runs away. So the horse is gone. And then Ward... You mean Benny? No, not Ward. Yeah, Benny. Benny is who I'm talking about. Benny hears something from the well, and he's like, oh, it's Sam. I got to go save him. And so, of course, he climbs down the well. Like a dumbass. He's like, it's just going to be two seconds. And then he shines his flashlight down, and he's like, I see him. I see him. I see something. And then the pink light starts coming up and it glows and it overtakes the well and like and benny with it benny, Bye, benny you dumbass yeah benny gets taken by the light and this is when nathan the dad shows up and grabs uh lavinia and he's like what did i tell you yeah you got we got it we're a family we got to stick together he's full trump now yeah and so he drags her upstairs and he's like 
help your mom or something yeah he like breaks for a second she's like no i don't want to and he he breaks and he's like no i'm not my dad yeah that's not me and then but he goes back into it and he's like we're a family we stick together and then he just locks her in the room with the mom yeah monster and she has like fully transformed into like a literal monster like yeah she like creepy crawly spider like, monster yeah like sharp teeth and then jack it's the horrifying. son is this like tiny little purple head Face, on her back yeah, on the back on um, her back and so like she's like attacking lavinia and then yeah she's like i'm hungry lavinia yeah and so then flash to downstairs and nathan's just like watching tv and like talking to his dad no he's talking to his wife he's still describing the vacation oh okay he's talking to his wife yeah and they're watching her favorite movie or something like that right yeah um and at this point ward and the sheriff show up and nathan like opens the door for them and he's just acting weird and they're like what's going on and like they notice his rash and he's like oh it's nothing and he says something about oh benny lives in the well now yeah he's like everyone's here the whole family's here except for benny he lives in the well now doesn't he and then he like says something to his wife but like they're like where's the wife there yeah and they hear the screaming from upstairs and they go and they open the door uh where Lavinia is with the monster and they see the monster and freak out. But, but, uh, the dad shoots the monster right before it kills Lavinia. Ugh. Yeah. And then, so they just, they go, go ahead. And then, um, so the mom's dead, but Jack's not. So, oh, yeah. Um, Nick Cage goes over oh, and yeah. like puts the gun to his kids. Yeah, and it's so him. sad. And he goes like, "Daddy." Yeah. That's, oh, ugh. it's bad. It's bad. And so they that's all the, like. I think that's the worst part. Is like what happens to the mom. The low, the yeah. This is the low part. So yeah. they all head outside, mm-hmm. and then there's kind of some commotion. Right. The purple, because then it makes the sheriff shoot nathan yeah something some sort of commotion happens and nathan gets shot by the sheriff but yeah. not by the deputy but not, and and so uh and then something happens with the sheriff i think ward, it get, well ward tells lavinia we gotta go and lavinia's like i'm not gonna go i live here yeah um so he's like i'm, I'm gonna be right back and so ward and the sheriff go to check on ezra um and they walk up and they hear his voice coming from the loudspeakers outside of his house um and they go in and check on him and he's just sitting in the couch dead yeah but like but he's got like this like weird purple yeah and he's like speaking out of this like weird purple spot on his throat i thought it was just a recording oh maybe it was a recording i thought he was like speaking out it it was playing a recording of him describing basically describing what the color does he calls it a color and he says like it sucks the energy from us and it's trying to make uh it's from space and it's trying to make uh our like this area like where it's from or something so um and then his like forehead starts to open up and the light starts to come out so the sheriff and ward run out and then the sheriff gets got and pulled up by the tree oh and a tree just like wraps around him and kills him um 
yeah so the tree just does that out of nowhere and ward freaks out and runs back to lavinia um who is standing in front of the well and she's like she's gone she's completely Mm -hmm. like in bathed in uh pink light and like i don't know she says something to him and he like looks at her and then he gets like the the pink tint in his eyes yeah and then we get like this really trippy like effect of showing like the world that the pink color came from which was really cool and that so that like stuns him and he he runs inside right yeah he runs inside and this is where like they add this sort of like effect where it looks like he's like melting kind of it's like time is yeah, overlapping like his fingers get a little long in certain spots yeah like he's, he's all drippy it's kind of like in the movies when they go faster than the speed of light or that kind of thing that kind of, that's the kind of effect that you see um so yeah he's like weird like uh the the picture the the movie has an effect like that on it um and he goes in and uh like he hears a lot of just their lines from earlier in the movie yeah, talking about like jack time mm-hmm. is like replaying itself right and he's he's experiencing like what their life has been and the dad is sitting on the couch with his eyes open and he's like no you're supposed to be dead and then the dad says oh are you looking at my legs um, like he says the line that the daughter said yeah. earlier in the movie, and like the whole family's kind of sitting on the couch. Yeah, and they like just appear and, like, watching when he turns. Um, and then there's like this just giant explosion of light, uh, and the the light just escapes. The color just explodes, and the whole area is ash. And we see Ward crawling out of this. He ash. survives it. Yeah, and then. There's like a little epilogue where it's it's showing the dam and the whole area covered by water, and he talks about how he still doesn't drink the water. He's yeah. not gonna drink the water. Yeah. And that was that. That's color out of space. Yep. Yeah. And um, he is much older in that. Yeah, flashback. that's definitely like a fifty years in the future right. type of thing. Yeah. He's like, there's not many who remember what happened here, or something like that. But yeah. Ugh. Very creepy, creepy movie. Yep. Yeah, very, uh, what the fuck happened? I'm never going to have the answer on that. I'm not even sure if I got the metaphors, but all right. <laughs> it I was love, fun. I love the idea of, like, an alien creature, like, just, like, sentient life just in a form that is unable for us to understand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, that's, like, a like, current theory with aliens is that... Yeah. Like, we probably have interact, or like, not that we have, but like, if we did interact, we wouldn't even realize we were interacting because, like, how we look for it is based on our own life form. Mm-hmm. And, like, who is to say aliens are even somewhat near, like, what our bases are? So, like, what we use to try to find alien life is absurd because we're just trying to find other humans, basically. And so, like, yeah, the idea that we wouldn't perceive the aliens is probably accurate. Right. What? Yeah, like, why are we looking for carbon based life forms? Who's to say an alien's carbon based? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Molly's just mind blown. <laughs> like, well, how, why do why do we define that as life? You know. Yeah, like I'm gonna go lay down. And the, you have fun finishing all this <laughs> up. 
That is kind of like a common Lovecraft type of theme of like unimaginable <laughs> yeah. things uh, happening. And is that genius or just lazy writing? Who can never be sure? Yeah, I mean it's it's cool in concept. <laughs> like in, in in the book, in the short story specifically, like they describe a color at various points, and then he remembers the color, um, and like the the guy who's like telling the story to the the surveyor is he he doesn't connect that it's the color that is common until oh, like the end of the story interesting yeah like he keeps getting reminded of the color but then he's like uh, but he doesn't realize that it is the color that is causing all this until like later on that's just the giver <laughs> well that actually so that's actually cool to know that about the story because I, something i've always thought was weird was the title of this because like i'm like oh yeah the color like everything's like purple and everything and they're putting it on but like i didn't actually think of it as like oh yeah it's the color that like is like the common thread of their because like that's not the narrative like the way that this story in the movie does it yeah and so i always thought that the title was a little strange just saying like oh yeah the color or color out so- of space so that makes more sense in the short story like the meteorite falls and they call scientists from like the nearest university um and they come and come to take a sample and the meteorite is like soft um and they like get like a little globule and they describe it like the globule had some weird color um that was indescribable um but then later on um in the story they realize that the land in the area again it's like a gradual change so they don't notice it until like six months later like some foreigners come through the land and they realize that the the forest is glowing with a weird color that they can't describe and they don't like connect it with the globule until later on but yeah it's just like it's a very cool concept to have weird interdimensional other forms of like higher thinking you know yeah you guys literally made my brain itch <laughs> like i don't i feel wrong right now <laughs> like r- like bad <laughs> i was just looking at chainsaw print man prints on etsy and now i'm like having a crisis oh god nothing fucking matters well i mean it's we read our little words and we watch our little moving pictures but there is a whole other i know but there is so much happening all the time oh i know oh my god (laughs) is this what this means when they say cosmic horror when you're like you you're so aware that everything's happening you don't understand what the I am yeah. yeah. So this is that the the monster in this is just one of those things that is unperceivable because we are not made to perceive it. I'm genuinely like upset. Oh god. Be yeah. not afraid. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, there's so much we'll never know. Yeah. And it doesn't matter, but it does and it I you're uh, it's like when you're when something <laughs> oh my god when you're like um <laughs> when something um 
hurts or something or you have a, it's when you get a mosquito bite and you don't notice it it's fine but the second you notice it it hurts this is like that but when you don't know something it's like fine but then when you're aware you don't know it you're in fucking yeah. mental agony this is what you guys did to me just oh, now no. I'm, I'm, so I'm different sorry. now I'm so sorry to have oh, just casually done that to you I'm so sorry oh my god I have therapy tomorrow morning thank fucking god <laughs> I cannot wait to roll in. <laughs> You're gonna have a great time. <laughs> Can you please explain the like vast horror of the universe to me, like in terms that I'll understand? The horror of the unknowable. <laughs> yeah, that's what this is. Yeah. It's fucked up. Maybe like okay, so like I like this movie. I think it's a good movie. I I actually kind of dropped my rating of it because like mm-hmm. I don't really like the plot of it is kind of like there's not much to it but also i'm kind of like well you know if some unknown horror comes onto this earth and we can't fathom really what it's up to it would just take people out like that like it's it's kind of just like torture porn but psychological the bad guy is something that you can't understand yeah so it's like yeah i mean that makes sense that really really lands and like it does the story how it does and i think a problem that people have with this is like annihilation had just come out and i think people think it's Uh, it's just trying to be annihilation which is just hilarious because this movie or the story has been around for much longer oh yeah but like so when you're thinking of it like that don't don't think of it like that and then like it's a better movie for it it's not perfect like I like a lot Annihilation more, but I also think it's. I wouldn't say it's comparing apples to oranges. It's like comparing like um, like a a, a peach to a, a a plum. Like they're stone fruit, <laughs> but they're not like the same. You know. <laughs> sure. So like, yeah, it's it's good and it's kind of unfathomable, but that's like what makes it what it is. So it's kind of like pick. You know, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you know. Why are we born? <laughs> why are we here right now? Like, why do we have conscious thought in the way that Go we have conscious Donnie thought? Go watch Darko. Will that make you feel better? No. <laughs> and that's... No. It makes me feel better about it. That's like I the movie the, that solves that I'm for okay. Me. I'm like at peace with this. But like, it's really getting to me right now. <laughs> this is my mosquito bite. Yeah. Well, it's fine. I was not expecting this movie to set us in this direction, or you particularly. I went through this like a, a couple, like, I didn't really go through it, but it, it was told to me a few I weeks mean, ago. For me, like, it's like, it's the same as like religion or demons or any of that kind of thing. Like, if that kind of thing exists, it's not going to be a form that we understand if God exists. It doesn't matter, you know, like you don't need to be thinking, worrying about it, you know. We're just little ants. You can just live your life. Just, I know that. Little tasks. And lo- like, I understand that. And that's like how I feel a lot of the time. But now I'm aware. Yeah. <laughs> I have woken up. One of my recommendations, I, I was joking mostly when I said I'm going to recommend Chainsaw Man again. But I'm going to recommend Chainsaw Man again. Go for it. Yeah. Like for a lot of reasons. Go and for I think, it. Like. I think it is a great recommendation for this movie. The podcast that I was talking about, um, they I listened to their episode on the short story, and they were talking about it's very similar to like the biblical story of Job, 
um, who Job is. I the only guy. know one Job, and it's not that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's an illusion. Um, Job in the Bible basically just gets tortured by God for no reason. Like basically, God and the devil make a deal uh, about how like proving that people will still believe in God no matter what goes wrong in their life, and basically God just tortures Job, but he still like p- believes in God, and then at the end of the story he's like rewarded for it or whatever Joe, i don't know you dumbass. but yeah it's basically this family just getting tortured for no reason by some undescribable evil um and yeah and it's just really awful to watch i keep thinking of that quote from i think you should leave and i don't know why it fits for the situation but are we even gonna get anything now <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> Should we uh, should we go into segments? It's probably time to doesn't well, matter. To what would you do? What would you do? I don't fucking care. <laughs> Take that shotgun and put it in my mouth. Oh yeah. no. Oh, I'd kill myself. And I, I like I you know, oh no. So, I, always, I was thinking actually um so during that scene where we like uh where Ward looks into um looks at what's her name lavinia and then sees we get that flash of the alien world what i want okay alien beings like if you exist don't fucking torture me right all you have to do is show me that flash of like what your world is like and then i'll like be absorbed i don't yeah like it looks cool i don't care let's move on from there we yeah. don't we can skip all those you steps. don't have to like make me put, get in a trance and cut my fingers off just show me the like your magic world and then i'll just like get eaten yeah i honestly don't think there's much escaping this scenario like maybe when she chopped her fingers if they would have brought the whole family with them like maybe they would have had a chance yeah but i just just left and never came back yeah but i just don't i think that by then you're already you've already been drinking the water and stuff like Mm -hmm. you're gonna come back so uh yeah there's that i do very much identify i think with ward though in Mm -hmm. this story i don't particularly see myself in any of the characters like each of them have little bits that i'm like haha that relatable but like i think ward is who i i think my mind is more like in that sense um mostly because he's like city folk and Mm -hmm. you know they're not um so like i guess i would have a shot of surviving yeah there's just no fucking way (laughs) no you ain't got a chance, really. I guess the character I also relate to, this is mostly a bit, is um, Lavinia. Because um, I am a little moody and I had a witch face. <laughs> uh, Lavinia I do is own so a moody. lot of crystals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about you? Uh, who do I relate to most? Probably the older brother. Benny. Nice. Benny, yeah. Except I like to think I'm a little bit more mature. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I I, I can vouch, I can say uh, yes you are more mature than Benny. But I definitely would be the one who forgets to lock up the alpacas a bunch of times. Well, yeah, you don't, oh for though. sure. I who feel wouldn't? Like, oh wait, no. Okay, so when I was watching that, I was like, oh, the alpacas are just getting out. Now I'm realizing that he just merely thinks he did. Okay, maybe, maybe. or maybe they. I don't know. It's it's not really. It's vague. I like that this movie doesn't explain a single fucking reason for why anything's nope. like yeah. happening. That's cool. Yeah. Like, they don't go into, like, it all. And they don't have to, and right. they shouldn't. And I like that. It's just the color is doing shit. 
Uh, speaking of, or wait, no, is it the acting award that we do now? If it were me, I simply would have perceived. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't that hard. Just look. Use your senses. You got five of them. Um, okay, should we do the acting award? Yeah. So, we have three acting awards. Um, we don't give out all of them. We basically pick one based on how good the movie is, and then we give it to our favorite actor. Um, so the acting awards are as follows. We have the Jared Padalecki Acting Award for Excellence in Acting. Um, that is a movie that we consider it's good, and we want to recognize an actor who did a very good job in it. Uh, in the middle there, we've got the uh, Mishioker Award. It's mm-hmm. for the... Um, it's like it's a fine... It's an all right movie. And then this person you know, came, and they, they did their job, and they delivered for you in this all right movie. Uh maybe like we're the best part of it or whatever and then after that is the jensen accolade uh which is it you try you tried your best in a shitty movie um the movie sucked and uh this person you know showed up they got their paycheck they they did what they could and then they left so mm-hmm. that's the awards we have the options to give out yeah um well i'm giving it a jared and of course, I'm giving it to Nicolas Cage. Who else? Seconded. He bodies this role. Yeah. 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 Um, I was going to give it to Jared because I do like this movie and I would be giving it to Nick Cage because like he he tears this. Uh, other than like my note that like I don't know why they went the Trump route with the yeah, dad. Yeah. I can't. I have it's no weird. idea why they thought that was a good idea. It's weird watching him do it. He's, he does it fine. But like it's just a weird way to use Nick Cage. So I did not like that, but he gave it his all. Yeah, I mean, I think it works so well for movies like this, especially. Um, and you were saying, same like, he's a good actor. He's I agree. Our, he's our little indie darling. I think he's, like, <laughs> awesome. Like, yeah, yeah, he is. Non-ironically, like, super cool. Oh, yeah, I'm a genuine Nick Cage fan. I love him. For sure. Um, I do love that bit, though, um, on SNL, where it was, like, get in the cage with Nick Cage and Nick Cage. And Andy Sandberg says, um, the hallmark of any Nick Cage movie is that all dialogue is either whispered or screamed. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that is true in this one, too. Yeah. There's makes... a lot of screaming. I think about that a lot. What's our next segment? Villain I... ranking? Villain. Oh. oh. Sorry. I also like that sketch. He, like, knows. He's, a, like, he's so, he's, like, self-aware about it. And, like... Yeah. He's a cool guy. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. His son's goth. Yes! I was just <laughs> thinking about Nick Cage's goth son. It's weird. Get out of my brain. What if we only have all one brain? Cool. <laughs> well, high mind is a thing. <laughs> thing. Um, well, so that, that's invasion of the body snatcher. Okay. <laughs> so the the villain's the color, right? The I'm color. not putting a villain down. I'm I, putting a villain I down think, is um existential theory. I think there to me there is a villain, and I feel like I can rank it. Uh, okay. Are we really doing a villain for this one? I, I'm, I'm gonna do. It makes sense. Color. You know what? I'm just being a bitch. <laughs> Okay, okay, so I have mine ranked at one, two. Wait, hold on. You think I'd like number these, but I don't. It's ranked eleventh, so it's pretty far down on my list. Um, I have it under the Blob and above Becky from there watching. Um, it's far down, not because like if I came in contact with this, um, I'm gone. Like I have no chance, like Mm -hmm. whatever. It's really cool. And it's really mystical to look at, but, um, 
you know, I just I think I'd much rather interact with other horrors and monsters and villains. Um, this one's you're fucked from the start. So, uh, no, thank you. Uh, yeah, I've got it low. I put it at number one on my list. What? Wow. That makes sense for you. It's yeah. one, and then it's right above. Number two is The Thing from The Thing. Nice. But yeah, I love this kind of cosmic horror mm-hmm. stuff where it's not, you can't understand it, and it just like slowly is just evil. A being of pure evil, Event Horizon. Oh my god. Oh, my oh god. the yeah. mom is also in Event Horizon. Did you know that? Oh, really? Yeah, she's, nice. one, of the, she's the one of the captains. Well, oh, they, yeah. they are fucking that woman up. Yeah, yeah, she's not having a good time. <laughs> yep. I put mine at a cool number 10. Um, below Psycho Gorman, above Becky from their watching. Like, like I think this movie is super cool. And, like, yeah. I guess, like, the horror of this, I do really like the good idea of a cosmic horror. But in terms of villains, I really just, like, I tend to go for, like, more traditionally classic villains as being my favorite. Right. So, um, what are we rating it out of? Oh, I love this naming nouns section. Um, Magenta. Ju- juicy tomatoes. Slam dunk. Llamas. Alpacas. 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 Oh, alpacas. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, do we many, want to list more things? How many or alpacas? Is it alpacas? Alpacas yeah. is great. Um, I can I already know mine. So, I'm giving it a seven. Um... I think this movie is so good. It was one of my favorites that I watched last year. Um, there's t- in like terms of like visuals and like Nick Cage kills it. It's a it's a good movie. I do find that the character development with them was not done in my opinion well. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that drops it a little bit. And um, I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't put this as like one of my favorites of all time or anything but like i do genuinely enjoy this movie i don't know it comes in as a hard seven it's entertaining i've i've seen better but i can recognize why you're probably gonna give it a higher score um i i can go uh i'm gonna give it (laughs) i'm gonna give it an eight out of ten alpacas (laughs) i think it's great i i like it's a very enjoyable movie very creepy um but yeah it's it's not amazing like I, i'm not obsessed with this movie i i love the concept um and i i think the execution was very well and uh, was very good and um it is a really really solid horror movie to watch so it's an eight i'm also gonna give it an eight yeah it's it this movie's really cool yeah um nice i liked it a lot more than i thought i would and then when we were watching the beginning i was like okay like it's gonna get really it's gonna like ramp up and ramp yeah. up but like the stuff like before it got like super super crazy was so fucked it was this movie so fucked up oh yeah it really really grossed me out it like scared me a lot more than i thought it was going to and i like oh, yeah. really respect that i forgot how heavy body horror it mm-hmm. was uh-huh mm-hmm. so eight alpacas um the movie's total score is seven and two-thirds alpacas all fused together oh nice. calculator averages <laughs> um so recommendations i have a fuck ton so i have like you guys want to go virtually first. none i literally the none. only like the only uh, when we were watching it and molly kept being like oh my god another wreck i was like i've got nothing i've got the thing which we have talked about multiple times nice. watching this movie the thing is the only thing and i feel like every other thing that i could be like oh yeah i guess like in this realm y'all probably have better explanations for it so i'm gonna let y'all go and then if you don't touch on anything i'll do it okay you know, i can yeah i yeah. can start i'm sure you have like great one. Yours are probably books. 
I've said it twice and I'll say it again. Chainsaw Man, <laughs> please read it and please talk to me about it. It's so I just finished rereading it, which is why it's like extra on my brain. It's mm. so good. And it deals with devils and kind of like a scale of cosmic horror as oh, well. Yeah. Um there's a lot of really great elements of that. And there was an yeah, um and I don't want I'm, I can't say anymore cuz I don't want to spoil it, but um there's a few elements that I think tie in pretty well to like some of the elements of this story mm-hmm. um hereditary for weird family dynamics oh yeah annihilation which we've talked about a little bit right um so pretty i love that movie um i was joking but i think it's kind of funny cloudy with a chance of meatballs too is it an eldritch <laughs> horror movie are food almost something that we can't know or understand i get yeah maybe <laughs> i don't I know it, but I was saying specifically for the bug coming out of the cocoon, it reminded me of when the food almost come out of the flitsome defer. I just really love that movie. Oh, this one's really good. I'm actually, this one I think fits really well. There's this movie I saw at Sundance called In the Earth. It was written and directed by Ben Wheatley, who did Kill List, which we saw. Um, That's been a really big thing on Mark and Mark Kermode and Simon Mayo's. In the Earth? Uh, thing yeah they're big Ben Wheatley fans nice it's cool it's really fucking weird we've actually been meaning to watch it yeah basically what happens is there's this weird virus going around and um like they have to go into this nature park Mm -hmm. to kind of figure some stuff out and there's like really intense there's like an epilepsy warning um there's really intense like flashing visuals and like weird like weird like visual I can't like describe it right again unknowable you can't describe (laughs) it until you see it but weird nature shit i think it's a perfect recommendation Mm -hmm. for this movie and i i only saw it once and i couldn't find like a plot summary because it i don't think it's released yet it might be don't quote me on that but um actually it might be i think it's released it's out fuck i'm stupid it's it's out well i also didn't try very hard yeah it's great it's a great movie Another movie I saw at Sundance, I would like to recommend Prisoners of the Ghostland because it stars Nick Cage and it's fucking insane. (laughs) There's one line in particular that I really like and I cannot wait for us to all experience it together. We talked about the Vavitch. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, the attic. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd like to recommend the podcast Welcome to Night Vale. Oh, good. That's good. It's fun. It's a town where all of these weird kind of vaguely horror things happen all the time, but it's just kind of like a common thing. Yeah, it's just like the rules of the town and there's a scientist who comes in as an outsider who's like studying the town which is similar to what happens in this movie and so he's like super kind of horrified and fascinated by all these things that the people of Night Vale have just accepted right um, it's a great podcast it's really fun it's set up under the premise of a radio show I get really into it about once every few months or so and like we'll listen to a bunch in a row and then I'll kind of drop off mm-hmm um, Which it's it's kind of good to just check in on Night Vale. You don't need to keep up with them, right? Exactly because the the coolest part is though, like there's recurring characters because he's talking like the radio host is talking yeah. about people in the town, but he always goes um, old woman Josie who talks to the angels and like right. he always like contextualizes the people, so you don't yeah. always need to know who everyone is or like so and so the farmer. And, like, he always explains who it is. So even if you haven't listened in a while or even if you're kind of jumping in, you don't necessarily have to have the context of listening to every single episode. Right. Um, I have a few more. Sorry. Um, my favorite book of all time I'd like to recommend. It's called Imaginary Friend by Stephen Chbosky, who wrote Perks of Being a Wallflower. Yeah. I've recommended it a couple times on the podcast before. Um, this is, like I just said, it. it's my favorite book of all time. Um, it's a great horror story. 
and there are definitely elements of like cosmic horror as well um i don't have either of you two read it no i haven't i have never been so completely blown away by a book um there are things that keep getting repeated and brought up and brought up and then when they're resolved every single thing in the book comes full circle in such a satisfying way um i can't even but it's the premise is this boy and his mom moved to a town like a new town and the boy um like experience like find something in nature in the woods and like this man in the sky starts talking to him like from the clouds and um the boy becomes obsessed with like needing to finish building a tree house and like there's dreams and nightmares and horror and the town starts like experiencing weird happenings and um it it's i it's indescribable it's amazing um i have had so many feelings about reading this book i'm gonna reread it um either before the end of this year or early next year um it's incredible i'd also like to recommend the video game stardew valley um it's a farming game um where you like move into a small town farm have you guys you know what stardew valley is yeah yeah um and you like basically move to a small town and you have to take over your grandpa's farm after he passes away and you like meet all the townspeople and farm stuff and grow stuff and take care of your animals and this is all early game but then late stage game you're like in the forge fighting for your life trying to get cinder shards to get the galaxy soul to build the infinity blade and you have to go give diamonds to Krobus and then you have to visit Mr. Cheese walnut room to get all the quests so that you can go in the skull caverns on hard mode and when you talk to people about Stardew Valley you're like oh I need all my prismatic shards they have no idea what the fuck you're talking about like late stage game but like early stage you're like yeah I'm growing some pumpkins but then later you're like (laughs) it gets so intense it's like a perfect game it's like so happy and wholesome I love it but like a little bit like this where like early on you're just like on a farm but later on you're like dealing with some crazy stuff yeah so yeah those are all my recs sorry I had kind of a lot oh no no worries um so I was gonna say the thing of course like we mentioned or any of those apocalypse Mm -hmm. trilogy um prince of darkness or um in the mouth of madness both are really good uh definitely i would recommend the short story it's very good um very creepy even for like a written story it's Mm -hmm. good and also like hppodcraft.com the hp lovecraft literary podcast uh and that's good like if even if you don't want to actually read hp lovecraft and you just want to like know what the stories are about Mm -hmm. they do a pretty good job where like you can just listen to the podcast and you don't have to have read the story before the courtyard Mm -hmm. which is a comic like by alan moore um short story that i i recommended a a few episodes ago he did Watchmen as well right yeah um and that's part of a series that's like lovecraftian and also like centered around just the real life providence kind of stuff um uh it's like the courtyard neonomicon and then providence I'm reading Providence right now, and I've read Neonomicon. Um, but the courtyard, I'd I'd be as my first recommendation as the closest to the kind of themes that you get from this movie. Um, and <laughs> my last one, I am once again 
recommending Bloodborne. Nice. Uh, I'm once been... again recommending. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been replaying Bloodborne again, and it's it's great. It's also like instead of a color out of space, it's blood from underground that infects this town and like causes a bunch of weird shit to happen. And that also deals with Lovecraftian cosmic horror stuff and dreamlands and stuff. It's very cool. And also I've realized that like pretty much any time I brought it up in the past on the podcast, I would have a different understanding of the lore. (laughs) But I think I've gotten to a point where I kind of actually understand what the lore is. Like I've I've read enough that I actually know what I'm talking about. Kind of maybe awesome. if you don't ask me too many questions. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's great. Um, and the lore is very interesting, and it's a great game. Um, but yeah, that's all. That's all I had. Sam, did you have anything else? Nope. I don't. I could not pull. Oh, I, did we say Mandy? No. no. Mandy would be something. But like, I could not pull a fucking thing out of my mind for a wreck on this one. I don't know why. I I got nothing. Nothing at all. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess that's the podcast. Yeah. Um, you can follow me at Not A Credit Card and everything. You can follow me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Midsummer Queen. You can get me on everything at Save Our Shaggy. That's a Scooby-Doo reference. And you can follow the show at Tipsy Terror on titter- Twitter, Tipsy Terror Pod at gmail.com. <laughs> I'm sorry. What are sorry. we five? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was it's really funny. Fun. I was thinking it too, but I wasn't going to say anything. Um, titter. Titter. <laughs> Tipsyterror.com. Tipsyterror.rp. Oh yeah, did we recommend Annihilation? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I, I, I looked at my letterbox and what I've recommended for it. Okay. Keep going. I'm sorry. Oh. And, um. Sorry. I will say the book Annihilation as well. Oh, that's... I literally have the Wikipedia opened on my fucking phone because I was... I'm sorry. I'm doing this so late in the episode. I was going to recommend the Annihilation book series. I've read them all. They're very different Mm -hmm. from the movie, um, but they do have this sort of vibe of... uh, otherworldly horror that takes over but it's it's really really good book series i um i think the the i think the second one just takes a different route and then they it comes together in the third one and it's a really good series it has this i literally had it i don't know funny okay anyways we'll get back to it i'm still on the second one i think i'm gonna start over though yeah do you think i need to reread annihilation before going no the second one's like almost a completely different book and then yeah you pick up enough stuff from what he tells you from Mm -hmm. his perspective that you don't need to reread annihilation to get the third one i remember the book pretty well like i read it not that long ago but sometimes with stuff like that the books are called annihilation authority and acceptance Mm -hmm. um it's a pretty good series. Okay, anyways, finish that. We'll wrap it all um, up. Tuesdayshare.wtf, Tuesdayshare.pub. .pub! And those are all our websites where point to all our links. You can email us at tipsyterrorpod at gmail.com. Don't do that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Email us. Send us recommendations. You can do that. And that's it. Bye. Bye. Bye.